another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing great. Wow, lots to talk about this week. Yep, new tour coming up. Well, new leg of the same tour. Yeah, yeah. The next, the North American part of the Legacy of the Beast tour. North and South America. North but and it's South barely America. South America. Sorry, yeah. The, <laughs> the Americas. Yeah, it's barely South America. Yeah. There's like just, yeah. a couple of dates in South America. A couple of dates. That's all. Yeah. So a lot of stuff happened this week with respect to that, so we're going to break all that down. Yeah. That's up. the thing with this uh, tour being announced on a Friday. Yeah. We record our episode like a day, sometimes two days ahead of the Friday that comes out on. Yeah. So we had the last episode, the Made in Japan episode. Yeah. Came out on Friday morning, and a couple hours later, all this stuff happened with the tour. So that's we're right. kind of a week behind playing catch-up, but yeah, that's all I can do. Yeah, that's right. And we were actually going to do uh, the first Book of Souls. This is going to come out this week. Right. But we've been knee-deep in Book of Souls. Right. And uh, we've been doing that in multiple sessions, and that'll start next week. So yeah, next yeah. week we'll do, Getting we'll start that. with the uh, Book of Souls. Yeah. And I've been really enjoying it, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, yep. Book of Souls is great. Now we've been waiting, it's, it's, the weather's turning here, it's becoming winter, and uh, I've been sitting around, we, we were both accidentally sitting around waiting to start this podcast. Oh yeah? Yeah, I messaged you and you didn't see it. I'm dying to have a beer. I got a real interesting one today. Uh, the Hazy IPA from Collective Arts. Um, I never know what these beers are called because every can is different. There's a whole sequence Yeah, Life in the Clouds. Life in the Clouds IPA, it says, but it also says uh, Hazy IPA on the back. I think that's the kind of... Yeah, perhaps. So that's Collective Arcs is Hamilton, Ontario. That's right. So they have a whole bunch of different beers and they get different artists that they use as the label for each different beer. That's right. And we've been through, I think we went through the... uh, They have uh, one called Ransack. The the Ransack IPA, Which is really good. Yeah, and that that's well, that's one of my favorite beers. Their IPAs are off the charts. This place is deadly. They're in Hamilton, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hamilton, Ontario. This is, I think this is one of the best breweries in Canada, to be honest. Yeah, they have drinking. some really good beers over there. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of their beer. And um, we've got a few more for the next few podcasts. So, um, yeah, look forward to it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Pouring up nice. I'm so thirsty. It's such a blustery day and it's so dark now. I was just got home, got home from work and I was just like, I'm done. I know, it's that time of year it gets dark like as soon as you get out of work. That's right. It smells good. Mm. Does it ever. Gorgeous can too. That, the art they do is awesome. Yeah, all their labels are all really cool. That's deadly. Actually very different than the uh, Ransack IPA. Yep. Mm. So the background noise of this podcast, you're going to hear lots of, it's super windy and snowing out. So you'll hear the wind beating against the side of the house. (laughs) Yes, it's so windy that they had to like cancel garbage collection in certain areas because people were putting out their garbage, the automated garbage boxes. Yep. And they're blowing down the street. On my way here, I drove through two parts of the city that had the power gone. So hopefully the power doesn't go during this. (laughs) That's true. Although we can keep recording because the laptop. That's true. In the dark. Mm. (laughs) It'll be de- oh man, this beer is excellent. Yeah, it's great. I really love it. So, mm. so last week on November sixth, yeah, Maiden tweets out this tweet, and it says, "So next year we should probably start thinking about that right." And says, "Hashtag Iron Maiden, hashtag Legacy of the Beast, hashtag McMurtry." The hashtag McMurtry that's on all their tweets—that's their like photographer, their official yeah. photographer for the last while. 
all these cool shots that you're seeing of like the legacy of the beast stage and stuff yeah that's this guy i think his name is john mcmurtry that's who mcmurtry is so you see this hashtag mcmurtry all the time oh cool i wonder if he on instagram i don't know i should check that out after Yeah. yeah so they put this tweet out and everyone's like yeah everyone starts talking online you know. yeah. Immediately, we started getting tweets and messages, and, yeah. and various yeah. people were messaging us right away saying, oh, "Oh, news is coming!" Right. So I thought yeah. Monday they would announce it, but Friday they announced it. A few days before this, on the website, they changed the graphics to you know the stained glass tour yeah. graphics, but all the windows were blacked out, and then they gradually started to like fade in over the next few days. Yeah. Kind of giving a hint. I thought that was so cool uh, when they first did that. You know, um, I was wondering if it was intentional, if it was subtle. Remember how much analysis we put into the artwork in the lead up to the original right. set yeah, list? Yeah, because there was hints to the set list in the tour graphics. That's right. And you know what? I don't I don't care what anyone says. That is a lot of fun, trying to pick it out. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. And then people going through and matching up artwork. And the, the probably the one, maybe, I don't know, thing that would make me a bit skeptical about it was when we did the analysis of the artwork, there was a few things that were thrown in there. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but... Uh, yeah, there's a fly in there, which I thought meant maybe Lure of the Flies, but... Yeah, and, and was it clairvoyant? There's a whole bunch was, of stuff was, in there. Yeah, it was, was, was thrown in. So there's a load of uh, stuff that ends up in there as kind of maybe just to fool you a little more. Yeah. But it's mostly pretty true to form, and they did this again, but from my interpretation, I'd love to hear your take on this, there's not going to be a massive change in set lists. This is more... New tour merch, throw right. it off. So the stained glass yeah. images were like blacked out on the website, and they gradually started like fading in. Yeah. Um, over time, and as soon as you could kind of see the bottom of parts of them, people were like, "Oh, that's the Eddie from the Somewhere in Time." They're definitely going to play Somewhere in Time because that's yeah. the Somewhere in Time Eddie's legs. But if if they all faded in and gradually, they were all basically images from tour shirts. So the first one is that Sheriff of Huddersfield, Texas adventure. Yeah. So that's for the USA. Then they have the Mexico. On, wait, no, on Eddie. the sheriff, on the sheriff shirt. Wasn't that from the Book of Souls tour? Yeah, but most of these are nope. from this yeah. tour. These are just tour shirts that represent different countries, just to oh, tell okay. you which countries they're going to hit. So the first one's the United States. The second one is a 2008 Mexico tour shirt. Oh, okay. So that's from Mexico. <laughs> then there's the Canada hockey player one. Yeah, and now that's not the same Canada hockey player that I have downstairs, the one from. This last is the Wars 2017. Thing. Is it? Yep. Oh, it looks different. Canada shirt. And then the next one is Brazil 2011 event shirt because they're going to hit Brazil. Yeah. And there's a new graphic there. It's uh, an Eddie fixing a plane engine. Yeah. Remember they had that accident with the Flight 666? Yeah. Or the Ed Force one? Was that that was in Rio, wasn't it? No, that was no. in Chile. No, it was in Chile. Or Chile. Yeah, the, the baggage handler drove the truck in. Uh, I think we talked about that one time. And then the... What were they flying? They were flying a Boeing plane, yeah. but it was the guys from Boeing in Germany that came. Over. Remember the team came over, yeah, and they, they did the engine they, in it. Yeah. yeah, and they gave them the backstage passes, and then they were on 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 stage with the the maiden after. And so I think basically what happened is they were towing the plane, yeah. the uh, whatever kind of little truck or whatever that's towing the plane on the tarmac turned and came unhooked and. the plane kept moving forward and like hit into it and damaged the engine i think that's what happened okay um and i think it's really cool they did a stained glass image of eddie with all these tools fixing airplane engine that's cool and it has like a chilean flag on his vest that's awesome so, and the last one is the argentina 2011 adventure okay so that's the six countries that they're going to uh united states mexico canada brazil 
Chile, Argentina. Okay, so that was really just a way of announcing it. It's not necessarily, there's nothing to, to do with set lists. What about the uh, bottom panes of glass? Is there much in that? Because I remember the Aces High, Icarus. Yeah, those there. are like... Um, They're mostly consistent with the tour merch from before, aren't they? Yeah, well, there's an Aces High one, there's an Icarus, there's one that's a Wicker Man. Yeah. Uh, then there's the... Which is in the set list, but wasn't in the tour merch. Right. And there's yeah. a Where Eagles Dare... Yeah, so very Fear much of the dark. Yeah. set list consistent. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think there's going to be much change up in the set list. Steve yeah. Harris had a quote when they put the press release out. He said, We gave a lot of thought to the set list for this tour as the songs needed to follow the narrative of the changing worlds of the stage show. We feel we ended up with a very strong and well-balanced set mixing songs we haven't played in many years, like Flight of Icarus, Sign of Cross, Klansman, with songs we know fans want to hear, like The Trooper, Two Minutes to Midnight, Number of the Beast, Fear of the Dark, One of the Hills, Hallowed Be Thy Name, and others. So it says, the whole band is really enjoying this tour. We're looking forward to seeing everyone again. So it does no mention of changing the set list here. It's basically, like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same set list. The stage production for all these songs is so huge, I can't see them swapping. Why would you? Else. The set list is perfect. Yeah, it works perfect. Yeah. yeah. You heard people saying that, like, for certain songs, it wasn't getting a good reaction. Yeah. A lot of people were saying, with For the Greater Good of God. But I didn't find that in the shows we saw. We saw three shows and everyone was freaking out at those songs. Yeah. Or that song. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just love And that was a highlight of the set for us. We love yeah. that album. We love that yeah. song. Yeah. So I can't see any... any. It, now it's, it's possible that they'll change the set list up a bit or replace a song. Yeah. But there's no indication from any of this stuff. And yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, and I hope, I hope they have consistent merch. Even though we... We we missed out on the O2 Arena shirt. Right. Um, I got the the tour shirt and I got my Icarus shirt, but I really did want the Aces High. Remember they had the green. And I yeah. Think it was that was the shirt with the Matter Life and Death cover yep. on the back, right? Yep. I really want to get that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they might. And you, you can buy all those shirts online on their website. Yeah. If you want to get a tour shirt, they're the official ones from the tour too, with the tour dates on the back. Like sometimes they'll give you a generic version without tour dates on the back. Okay. So you can buy the actual tour merch. Really? On the website. So if yeah. you missed one of those. Uh, last, because I was one there that I wanted to get, but yeah. when I looked, they didn't have any of my size. So. It's actually a funny psychology when you look on their site, because I go through there quite often. It, everything seems so expensive, but when you're in the concert, you're like, 45 bucks for a shirt, that makes I sense. I know, you get caught you're up like, in oh, the whole man, like, get frenzy of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get three shirts, and then I look in there, I'm like, oh, football jersey's $80. That's I know, I go online, and I'm looking at the shirts, and I'm like, putting it in my cart, and then I look, and I'm like, oh man, that's like... That's not Canadian dollars either. That's, and then I do the math in my head and I just like, don't buy anything. Yeah. But then when you're at the concert, you're just like, here, take all my money. <laughs> Give yeah, me whatever you want. Yeah. And every it's time, funny. like now when you order a new Maiden shirt too, right? I've got so many. I mean, yeah. you know, I had Bugger All a few years ago. I think when we started touring was when I went out and bought a bunch of shirts. It's weird how fast they like accumulate. Oh, they accumulate. And if so you're in the fan club, every year you get a new one. Yeah. Plus every tour, every time we see them, we usually get a shirt or two or three. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah, and then, I don't know. Then I've got, like, the soccer jersey, football jersey, yeah. rugby yeah, jersey. There's there's a bunch of classic ones. Hockey jersey. <laughs> yeah, hockey jersey is... Well, the thing about hockey jerseys is, uh, you know, I have obviously have my Leafs jerseys. Um, they're not great for wearing out. Not like, not like soccer jerseys, right? Yeah. Like, I have my 2008 Champions League Manchester United jersey. Yeah. My official uh, jersey, and that that's awesome. It feels great when you wear it. It looks good, just like your maiden jerseys. Yeah. Your maiden football jerseys. But a hockey jersey doesn't have that same. Because I looked at it right away. I was like, yeah. you know. It's, it's a good quality jersey. And I love my maiden hockey jersey. Mm. I never get a chance to wear it. One time in the last couple of years, I played ice hockey. And like once I played ball hockey. Yeah. 
And one other time, all the kids in the cul-de-sac were like out playing ball hockey, and a couple of parents were out there. And I put my maiden hockey jersey in. Having a jersey with Eddie on the front of it when you need it is totally worth it. That's right. <laughs> the few times I used it, I was glad I had it. It was cool. I love just showing up with like a maiden hockey jersey on, playing ball hockey. Yeah. No, it's a, that's a good laugh. Yeah, I, I could see it for that. Yeah. You said you haven't had a chance to wear it. You've chosen not to wear it. You prefer. Yeah, I'm not one of the jerseys. people. I'm not like Kevin Smith that wears like a hockey jersey around. I don't know. I got a different take on it. Like whenever we go to the concerts, everybody's wearing their black maiden shirts. I'm there in my black. Nesbitt there with his posh football shirt on with his <laughs> yeah. nice maiden, you know, that extra level of shirt. <laughs> I should bring my hockey. I wish I had brought my hockey jersey when we went to uh, the Manchester and London shows because yeah. I didn't see any other hockey jerseys there. I guess yeah. the hockey jerseys aren't big sellers in good Europe, way to stand right in England. You also could have worn the Canadian flag like those guys that we saw oh, yeah. <laughs> running around. And not only that, they were the most Canadian guys we ever remember. They yeah. were like chugging beers. And, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. They're great guys. We never really talked to them. But yeah. yeah. They were they were giving it a good time. <laughs> Putting on that, you know, it's like, it's so funny when you see someone come over from Canada and they just, you know, just drink their face off. Yeah. It's, they're it's acting just, extra Canadian because they're not in Canada. Jeez, like, pass me another beer. <laughs> we're going to crush some beers. Let's crush some beers, you guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay. So, the tour then was announced. Yeah. Kicks off and, July yeah. 18th in Florida. Sunrise, yeah. Florida. And then they go Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, Brooklyn, Philadelphia. So, that's the July shows. Yeah. Then August. So that's got, wait. Now that's the eastern seaboard of the United States. Yep. Then going right up. Yeah. Then they go Boston, Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, that's New England. Yeah. Area. And then they hit Canada: Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, Toronto. Yeah. All um, places we've seen made before. Right. Absolutely. Then uh, they go uh, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Chicago, Indianapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, and then they hit Canada again with Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary. Really, Winnipeg's late on. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of uh, do Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, and then they kind of yeah go down, dip down, and then they come up and do the west. And then September 3rd, they're in Vancouver. Then they're Tacoma, Washington, Portland, Sacramento. You can go on the website and get all this, but then there's a whole bunch more American dates. There's three Texas dates, September 21, 22, 25. Yeah. Then the 29th, they're in Mexico City. Then Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Then Argentina and Chile. Chile. I know I say Chile, but it's Chile. Oh, it's Chile, is it? So uh, that's October. But we knew about the Rock and Rio show already, so. Yeah. Well, that would that was the that was the giveaway, wasn't it? Yeah. So there might be more shows. It says on the website, no further countries will be added to the above touring schedule. Ooh. So they're not adding any more countries, but I mean October. Yeah. They have the fourth, the twelfth, and the fifteenth. Yeah. There's lots of space there to add. More yeah. shows in either of those countries. Yeah, well, that is South America, though. You, you got to remember they got to switch countries. Yeah. So they might have a second night in those places if they sell out. Yeah. But I mean, you you got to go from, um, you know, in South America, like we, we, you know, we do the typical thing that people do when they think about Canada or we think about Europe or whatever. We jam it all together in our minds. But these are like six eight hour legs with gear. Yeah, and different, you got to clear customs. I mean, that's two, three days in some cases. Yeah, I suppose. There's yeah, also, but there's room there. There's lots of room in there for them to add second shows. Well, not lots. Like Chicago, they have two days in between shows, so they could add a second Chicago show in there. I for, don't know. You're just speculating now. We, but. we crossed off London to Manchester last summer. For me, the number one places that I want to see them. Like, what are your favorites? Like, I'd love to see them in Chicago, only because I went to Chicago. Uh, in what 2015 and it was one of the best trips I've ever had in my life and I've traveled a lot I've been to like 28 plus countries and I've traveled for years I lived overseas for five years 
Um, but Chicago is one of the best places ever. Just awesome people. I loved it. Um, Austin, Texas. Never been, but read a ton about it. Love that place. Yeah. I'd love to Texas see Texas would be great. Yeah, Texas would be amazing. I think I think I'm very suited to Texas. <laughs> yeah. I could live in Texas. Like Austin's like a, a liberal-minded startup town, but still got the Texas vibe. I think it's bang yeah. on for me. It's a good music town, too. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing them in Florida so we could go to Rock and Roll Ribs. Nico's Ooh, restaurant. Nico's That'd restaurant, awesome. yeah. Cool. That's right. So that's the tour dates. The tours. So I went online... Then this is the other thing that happens is then they announce on Friday the tour dates and then you have the weekend to panic and figure out what you're going to do in nine months. So you have to buy your tickets like you have like two or three days morning before tickets go on sale on the pre-sale. So I'm just kind of like I just I bought the Toronto on August 9th and Toronto August 10th. I got tickets to each of those for now. Yeah. So I'm not sure about other dates. Yeah, we're, we, we've, been, we've been looking strongly at Quebec City. Yeah. Um, but... I got to see how many I can do because I just uh, took off for two weeks and went to three yeah. shows in There's the UK. Yeah. I don't know if I can squeeze another huge maiden trip out. I'm taking my daughter to one of the Toronto shows. So that's going to be one night. She's eight, so I think she's going to have her mind blown. The only yeah. concert she's ever been to is the Wiggles. She saw the Wiggles, the Wiggles twice. Oh, my God. Slight. So I can't wait to get her like a kid's uh, Maiden shirt and teach her all the... She knows most of these Maiden songs from being in the car with me. Yeah, and I think she's going to play off your vibe anyway. Oh, yeah. And so. just being in a big place like that, and I'll let her eat as much junk food as she wants. So. I mean, for the first <laughs> half an hour, hour, she'll just be distracted looking around. I'll pass her a bag of candy and be like, oh, your earphones, your ear muffs or whatever oh, yeah <laughs> so you don't go deaf no. and here's a bag of candy <laughs> that's awesome so the uh yeah. the other show yeah well pre-party yeah post-party i'd like to see if i can squeeze another show out of this tour but it's nine months away that's the thing it's like you panic you buy your tickets yeah you get the tickets in hand and you're kind of like huh and then you're like okay that's nine months from now yeah that's what that's what really really rots me because um you know, it's nine months out. That's that's one side to it. You also got the panic with the the purchasing the tickets and all that. It's almost impossible to book flights in, in Canada, North America, nine months out because yeah. they go on this regular high fare until they start to drop down six months out. So you pay a fortune. Yeah, you can't really plan anything else around it. Also, some of the dates like the September and October stuff that's hard travel time. Like, yeah. it's hard to get time off there. Yeah, and and you know, depending on what job you're in and what you're doing. But August is, is ideal. But even then, you get this, this weltering heat concept. So it's challenging. It's never going to be, you know, and we're, we're, we're going to get C2 guaranteed. Yep. Uh, I'd love to get back to Quebec just because of only that. I love a, Quebec City. Yeah. I love the Videotron The Videotron Center. Center, That was yeah. the best venue I think they've ever sounded that we've seen. I mean, yeah, that, that's the... That that's, sounded amazing. Yeah, that's the concert. Actually, uh, I was chatting to someone today about it, and they had seen Metallica in the first... Today I was talking to them, and they, they'd seen Metallica in the first show there. So we talked about this at the tour date, and they were talking about how great the sound was. And we loved the sound there. And if you remember in the Book of Souls, we saw them there in 2017, but when we saw them in Montreal and Toronto in 2016, the Toronto sound wasn't that great. Yeah, Montreal sounded great too. Yeah, the Bell Center, the Bell Center. was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. The Air Canada Center. Yeah. Is it was still called the Air Canada Center? It, it was. Now it's the Scotiabank Center. Right. So yeah. it didn't sound great in there. Yeah, I know. I don't know if there's our seats or the acoustics in there. So this yeah. is in Toronto, but it's in it's the Budweiser stage, which is this like, it's an outdoor kind of amphitheater. Yeah. But it's covered. Okay. So it's like covered, but it's it's weird. And so they have this small little like floor space right in front of the stage. Yeah. And then the seats 
kind of are right behind that and okay. going up in different tiers. Where and then behind all that, there's like a lawn. Yeah, where is it in Toronto? It's west of the CN Tower, but it's like right on the water. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I know the general area you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to Toronto. So we're definitely going to both of those shows. Yeah, we'll have the ticket for yeah. them. So we're both yeah. definitely going. So those shows are, are locked for us. The other ones yeah. we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Well, you got to figure out, like, I got kids and family and, like, yeah. yeah. Last, in case anyone doesn't realize, last August, uh, August 10th, uh, I'm, we're seeing Maiden this year. Yeah. August 10th last year, we also saw Maiden. <laughs> yeah. And it was also my 10th wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> which was. I just like blew off and went away. <laughs> I was like, I'm going across the ocean to see Maiden three times. <laughs> oh, no, that was the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, I mean, talk about it. Like, you spent your 10th wedding anniversary with, the, and your, your wife is awesome. She's a really oh, yeah. good friend of mine. I actually knew your wife before I knew you. Yeah. Funny enough, we were good friends. I know. I called my wife and I was like, happy anniversary. I called her from England. And she's like, is it today? <laughs> is it today? <laughs> so she didn't care at all. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's deadly. But that was hilarious that, you know, me and you were off doing that. And then this year, I, you know, I think we'll, we'll yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna maybe try to do a family trip around this yeah. whole like Toronto thing. But it'd be cool if I could squeeze an extra concert on either end. Yeah, and Toronto's handy for us. It's just a yeah. three and a half hour flight. Right. Well, so, people say that, but like, people are. I think a lot of people don't realize how big Canada is. Remember when we were in England yeah. talking to people in Canada? Yeah. Like you're talking, what is it, three thousand, th- almost three thousand kilometers it's just, it's to toronto just, from here yeah it's just a it's a little further to go to england yeah so people if yeah. you're in europe right now anywhere think about how far it is if you drove three thousand yeah. kilometers yeah that's how far we're talking about to go see maiden here and to us yeah. that's not very far to go if you were in germany it's it's russia yeah yeah, yeah. actually further yeah it's 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 a long distance yeah there's so no that's question. yeah how far we have to go to see me but it's not that hard for us like because it's you're not used to it we're used to it yeah, yeah we're not but just in case people are like wondering why we're making such a big deal but like taking yeah. time off it's like you have to, it's a long like a decent length flight yeah and it's you have to take a good chunk of time to go see a couple of maiden shows iron Canada. maiden are gonna play the mile one in st john's no. which is a great venue yeah but you know nine thousand people like yeah. that concert i mean it's not gonna do no and um you know you'd have a hard time here anyway last time we went to toronto yeah um sound wasn't so great it was at yeah. the now it was an awesome time I'm not trying to it was a good concert and it it did sound pretty good it's just I think we were spoiled by the Montreal show that we saw the Montreal show was so awesome it sounded so crystal clear it It was was perfect perfect. and then the of course Quebec the next year was just another level and that was a brand new Videotron Center that they built for the NHL team which never took off but we did the warm up in Toronto um, if if I recall we did it at the was it the Tilted Kilt wasn't it yeah they had a maiden a trooper beer sponsored Event there, uh, yeah. event there all the waitresses had trooper beer shirts on and there's oh, yeah. just trooper beer everywhere and we went there before that's right they had a load of trooper beer and yep. there was another beer that was out there and it wasn't the red and the black the 666 it? it was the 666 yeah that's right which i didn't i only have ever had it once and it was at that pre-party and i remember yeah. not liking it very much it was also yeah. half warm the one that i got so yeah i remember buying a ton of warm troopers because yeah. they were selling them so quick they didn't get them in the fridge yeah you know, and it was August. It was yeah. scorching hot, so it was, there's nothing worse in the middle of August in Toronto drinking a warm beer. <laughs> yeah. I remember that because remember I was so like I was like not another trooper. Yeah, I was not in the mood for it. I know. So already people are have been emailing us asking us like, yeah. what shows we're going to, what we're doing beforehand, oh and I'm like, it's in nine months. I have no idea what I'm doing beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, you know, talk to me <laughs> in well, seven like, months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk to yeah, talk to me then. Yeah, but we'll definitely uh, meet up with people for beer. oh for sure. Yeah, we'll send them the details. Yeah. and make it close and. 
yeah, in Toronto, there's some great breweries. I, I really, you know, beer is such an important part of our show, but our lives as well. The Bellwoods Brewery. Remember we went there Yes, last I went time. there with our friend Steve. Yeah. And yeah. Steve doesn't live there anymore, so. He doesn't, but, but he showed me where the best breweries are. Well, there's so many now, too. Yeah. But the Bellwoods just, for me, it Yeah, I really like back. the brewery there, yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome. And there's awesome spots. We did a barbecue joint. I th- was that the same trip? I think we oh, went the, to the barbecue yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah, was. that was yeah. deadly. Yeah. So last time when I was in Toronto, it was like freezing cold, like in the middle of winter. So Toronto in August was way better. Yeah, wait, no. Actually, that's not the last time I was there. Last time I was there was spring. I take it all back. You were there when it's cold. I, I remember because I remember you were walking around. You had like a, uh, you had like a. I had jacket. all the I had yeah. all the clothes from my suitcase on in yeah. like seven layers. But I was, it was with freezing. you. It was I like remember you were because you were cold and you were like you were literally walking. We were walking down uh, Queen Queen Street and we were right by that. Oh God, what's the name of that pub? The Bull something. I can't remember. And I'll I'll never forget it because I was with Mike. And we were our buddy Mike is going to be on actually talking about this, and you were like, "Oh, that's it!" And you just put your hands up, and you just booted off. I said, "Where are you going?" I'll be back. And then you came back with a new winter jacket on. I'm oh, yeah, like, that's right. Literally, like thirty minutes, twenty minutes. I was like, "Where is he gone?" I was like, just, "Right," because we just, just given Mon- space. Montreal and Toronto in the same trip, and Montreal was warm. We we're walking around in a t-shirt. Yeah. And then when we got to Toronto, it was like minus twenty or thirty or something like that. It was freezing. It's like the coldest cold yeah, that I've because that was April, right? Uh, it was April. It was July. Maybe. The next year was April that year. It could be. Yeah, so it was surprisingly cold. Yeah, but it was freezing, like really cold. Yeah. And I basically had like three t-shirts on and two <laughs> sweatshirts and my jacket and another coat. That was so funny. And I was just freezing. I had all these like, I had basically everything in my, <laughs> like three maiden shirts on <laughs> yeah. and a fleece and like two jackets. And I was like, I'm freezing to death. You were freezing. You were walking along and you just threw your hands That's it. I'm done. <laughs> so this will be a very different August. Toronto in August. Yeah. Toronto in the summer will be great. That that's it's deadly there. It so it's weird. Like I'm already in this huge like hype for the tour that's nine months away. Yeah, now, I watched that tour video for Run to the Hills. Uh, they put this Legacy of the Beast Run to the Hills video out. Yeah. When they announced the tour, and it's got all the shows like all the different stage sets in it from mm-hmm. this tour, and there's all the cool like slow motion clips. Adrian playing his flying V. Mm-hmm. There's some cool like slow motion things of Steve Harris where he like plays his bass with his foot up on the on the monitor and he puts his hand up in the air and all the flames come up behind him in slow motion so that totally got me like hyped yeah it's awesome yeah so they seem to have it recorded crazy quality yeah I think all these shows yeah. the, well they're obviously recording everything with multiple cameras because those big screens that they have on the side of the stage those are always like showing what's going on and I think they just have all those feeds they just keep it all yeah but I, I guess at the same time you know that it's likely that the, after the live chapter They'll yep. probably do something equivalent in this tour. Yeah, I would love to see some kind of concert video out of this. Yeah. How they release it and what format. Yeah. Because I wish they would just put Blu-rays out. I hate yeah. these downloads. I like to have like a thing to put on my shelf with all my Maiden stuff. <laughs> I know. Damn you free downloads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also the extra material and stuff that they put in. Yeah. Like the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. that, that sometimes they'll leave out of a video with a lot of extras. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like if they put an album out and they're like, we're only doing digital downloads. I'd be like, yeah. ah, just put the actual album out on something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm you old know, like that. I don't know. I, yeah, me too. And also, when you look at a Blu-ray now, they're so affordable. But like, DVDs and CDs used to be so expensive when we did yeah. them online. Yeah. That was a thing. Back then, it was like 20 30 bucks. Now, it's like 9 bucks, And 9 bucks now is like 4 yeah. bucks back then. Yeah. You know? Or sometimes, it's, maybe it's 15 or $18. Bucks, but yeah. 18 I bucks like now. a physical copy of whatever I'm buying. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. 
So old paper based Nesbit. The new uh, speaking of paper based, did you see the the Legacy of the Beast tour graphics on the posters? I have not. It is it's that stained glass yeah. from the concert backdrop with a crash Spitfire. There's Icarus is flying in the air, and then it's that new kind of demon Eddie with the horns. Yeah, and he's just like smashing everything, but he looks really cool. Wait, now is that is that is that Eddie though, or is that the? It's is that the, the Eddie. Yeah, that's the yeah. Beast though, isn't it? I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's actually the Eddie. Like, I always consider those different. Yeah, I know I he know. doesn't really look like an Eddie. Eddie but and the Beast are different. He's got me. the same like lips thing that Eddie has under the nose, so I think it is Eddie. Yeah, we'll never know. But anyway, the tour graphics <laughs> are, really, are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the tour graphics are awesome. I'm not sure who's responsible for these tour graphics. I have no idea who the artist is, but it's pretty cool. It's a different take on Maiden. It looks cool. I like it. So we might get some new t-shirts, which would be cool. And this beer is The only other... Oh, this beer is great. The other thing that I want to discuss... What's that? Opening bands. Oh, no. So for this whole tour, with the exception of one show, the Raven Age is opening again. Oh, my God. Uh, That band Fozzie... Remember we're talking about Chris Jericho's band Fozzie? Yeah. They're opening with Raven Age... Uh, in, for the Los Angeles show. But Why? I guess they're an L.A. band and they're just, I don't know. Interesting. But the Raven Age again. And I'm like, they already opened for the Book of Souls tour. Yeah. Not that I have anything against the Raven Age, but it's like, I don't know. It, well, it's not my type of music. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, they, I mean, they're a type, we saw them, uh, for the Montreal show, we watched the last three songs yeah. of Raven Age. And they were really tight and they sounded like, you know, they sounded like a good, tight, talented band. Yeah. I just, I don't like that music. I don't like the drums. You know, those beats, the way the drumming is in that like yes. metal that's all like really so, fast triplets so, with the so, double kick and stuff. So dr- 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 yeah, it's just... I, I don't like it. The vocals didn't do it for me. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like with music, I don't care like what the style is or how talented the musicians are. Yeah. I just want to like, you know, when you feel something from the music... That's what makes it good. And I don't really connect with this music. Like, when I hear it, I'm just like, I don't know, the vocals don't do it for me, and the, the drums are really off-putting for me. Uh, I know you, like, if you listen to, like, Number of the Beast, yeah, the first, like, five seconds of that riff, and I'm just like, I'm hooked, I'm in, right? Yes. Um, there's a bunch of Priest songs like that. You listen to Deceiver with Priest, and you just hear the rhythm guitar come in at the beginning, yeah. I'm hooked. I know I hate Sabbath, but Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath... Yeah. First five seconds of Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and I'm just yeah. like... You're in. I'm in. I'm ready to like yeah. destroy love something. It. I love it. And I tried to listen to Raven Age. Remember we listened to... I listened to... Because they only had that first, their first album out. Yep. And I, we... Well, I don't know if you did, but I listened to that a bunch of times, trying yeah. to get into them Yeah. before we saw them on the Book of Souls tour. And I just... I can't... It's not, it's not the thing I like. I'm more of like... I like the stoner rock, the 70s hard rock, the new wave British heavy metal stuff. This is too... I don't know. Well... It's not my we, taste. We, we, we broke into, you know, because the descendants of the Maiden clan and, and all the stuff yeah. that they're doing. We did yeah. a, a breakdown there. Right. And we did Raven Age at the time. That's right. really the only time I really listened to them. Yeah. And, you know, in the concert, we saw a few yeah. um, signs of much. I, I don't even remember that. I remember just sitting there like, when are they coming on? Yeah. Like, you know, that was our first leg of the tour. I mean, I was just so pumped about everything that's going to happen. And I had no, uh, I didn't care. And not only that, I, I could throw this back at you a bunch of ways. A, a I don't like anything I've ever heard from Raven Age, but I haven't really given them a chance. Yep. Um, 
I don't care who owns the Maiden. See, I do. I would I love to see a good meet, a well, good opening band. I do care in the sense that I want people that deserve to be there to be there. Yeah. But for me, I'm not like when I go to a Leafs game. If I go to Maiden, all that other stuff, I'm I'm so calculated on. You see me. I'm like, how much do I have enough beer? Is my bladder empty? Okay, I got to be ready because I'm not I'm not leaving yeah. and I'm not running out of beer and I'm not hungry. And, you know, I'm the right amount of whatever I want to be. But I'm like that, too, for a Maiden show. Yeah. But if there was an opening band that I wanted to see, I'd be like that for the opening band, too. I'd have it all that. That's part of your plan. No. If there was an awesome metal band opening, we got an, I got an email from this guy, Greg, a little while ago. He recommended this band, Cauldron. They're from yeah, Toronto. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's only this week that I, I actually emailed him back. Or it was last week. Um, about this band, Cauldron. And I listened to them, and they're great. And I'm like, yeah. they're from Toronto. They could open for me. I guess it'd be logistics of the sound check and the equipment yeah. and all that that they have yeah. to stick with the band. But it'd be cool if they could just get like local, yeah, people from different regions of the world or whatever. Now I I throw that back at you, especially with an outdoor concert. They could probably do it, or they could have these people playing at a venue as a warm up or somewhere else. Or there's all kinds of options that they could integrate more of it. You know, people have complained, and we've heard that in the past that sometimes Maiden don't give back enough to the metal community in this way. That they don't promote enough, that they're not at enough of the metal yeah. shows. And in we case anyone this. doesn't know, yeah. Raven Age is Steve Harris's son's band. Oh yeah, that's in case right. yeah, I we assumed everyone knew that, that, but yeah. So I think a lot of people are kind of like, that's great that you yeah. give him a chance to open for you on the Book of Souls tour, but like yeah. again, it's almost like you're taking the spot that, like opening for Maiden is huge, right? If you open for Maiden, that's a huge boost for your band. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna give that that opportunity to Raven Age again, like yeah. they had their. Now, let's, let them go do their headline tour in smaller venues. Okay, but I'll take on that point, too. Okay. Because I, I, I think in some ways you're wrong. Kill Switch Engage came out this week, and yep. if you read between the lines on everything that they said, they basically said the Maiden crowds suck if you're not Maiden. Um, that's the way I They said it was a challenge to it was win a over challenge, the crowds. Yeah. And they said that they're old school, but they were basically saying it's an old crowd. And, and yeah. like In other words... But that backs up my point that they're not picking bands that match the demographics that go to a Maiden concert. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they're trying to, like, are they trying to? But I mean, get... it's it's hard to grow the Maiden fan base. We get pushed back against people on the newer albums. I mean, imagine if you're if you are a Maiden fan, you go to concert and you're like, oh, don't play Greater Good of God, but then at the same time you're gonna be like, oh, these twenty three year old guys with a, a bass pedal has gone on crack. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I'm gonna totally listen to them by their music. I, I don't see it. Yeah, but there's so many. Bands, if you're going to go to like the classic, more classic kind of metal, mm. Diamond Head are still active. Yeah. Angel Witch are still active. Mm. They could both open and there'd be a perfect match for Maiden audience. Yeah. I would like lose it to see Diamond Head open. They had a new album come out in 2016. What would your listening profile be though? Like, would you go in and what do you sit mean down? Listen, what's like, my listening like, profile? Tell, like, tell me, listening profile. Like, what would be your plan on the day? Would you want to spend an hour and a half in your seat before Maiden come out? I go in. And Every single time I've seen a concert without yeah. you, yeah. if it's been a band that I like, yeah. you go in, you watch the opening band, you yeah. go, you get a beer, you come back, you watch Maiden, or you watch the, the show. Yeah. I always watch the opening band. Fair enough. Yeah. Not me. The first time I saw Maiden without you, yeah. Alice Cooper opened. I watched the whole well, thing. It was that's awesome. That's different. I'd watch Alice Cooper too. Well, then Fair that's enough. exactly what I'm saying. Exactly if Alice different. Cooper opened for Alice this. Alice Cooper's a different level than these guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so is Diamond Head. Diamond Head and Angel, Angel Witch. That's me. Yeah, well, yeah. or Riot would be yeah. a perfect matchup. Yeah. These bands but, that are, like, from the same 
era as Maiden that are still going and there have some they have like new albums out to promote and stuff or that recently over the last few years with new material out it'd be awesome or instead of Raven Age what if the band Raven opened Raven. Yeah. I'd much rather they had Raven instead of Raven Age open. Fair That's, enough. I don't know. There's a lot of bands that... that you know, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we always talk about... Yeah. If you're looking for even like newer bands... Yeah. I know we're always talking about like Night Demon. We love Night Demon. And they would be a perfect match for a Maiden opening Maiden show. Yeah. They could do like a short set of like... Their songs just all rock. You pick random songs from their albums and it'd just be awesome. Yeah. Graveyard and Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah. They're both touring right now. Yeah, Two of my favorite bands right now. They're playing together March 30th in Toronto. Nice. And I was like, if I could just get over there somehow, I would love to see that. Oh, God. That'd be awesome. But either of those bands would be amazing. Like, I would travel to Toronto just to see either of them. If they're opening for Maiden, it'd be like a double concert for me. Yeah. Um, there's a, we had a listener named Eric who emailed us. He recommended this band Visigoth. Yeah. And they're awesome, too. They're, they have album Conqueror's Oath on that Bandcamp website, which I, I remember this was like a couple of months ago. We recommended it, and I bought their album and downloaded it. I was listening, I've been listening to that too. That's they'd be awesome opening for me. Sleep, Mastodon. I think Mastodon might be a bit too big to be. No, I don't think so. Yeah. All these bands, like old and new, I just think they'd be a better match. I think who I don't know what they're trying to do. Unless they just assume that all the people there already like Maiden. Yeah. And they're trying to like pull in a crowd that wouldn't... Maybe there's people that are like, oh, Maiden, I'm kind of into the new metal. They think of Maiden as like old metal. And so they pick a young band to try to pull these new fans in or something. I don't understand the logic behind it. I mean, I think it's... But I don't want to see Raven Age again. I just don't. Yeah, it's gotta, be, it's gotta be nepotism, I think, at least at some level. Well, that's a part of it. And yeah. I don't know if maybe where it's something to do with... Uh, Raven Age, where they're kind of Maiden-related, if it's just a lot easier to, you know what I mean, to manage the two bands together on a tour, you kind of, you know, you're not yeah, going to get some kind of band that's like, yeah. I only want this, and I'm not going on stage, unless, you know what I mean? You're not going to have that. I know what you're saying. It's like a comfortable fit. Yeah. I don't know. The Maiden show to me is a perfect length of time. Uh, yeah. I get so into it um, that, you know, I don't want to be, you know, <clears throat> another hour before rocking out yeah also you know as well as i do right before maiden comes on the the buzz around yeah. the venue outside but you it's know an opening like... band's only gonna do like five or six songs yeah but so, still yeah. i mean you and know, then you have a huge chunk of time in between they, usually yeah if they're yeah fair enough depends yeah. on how it's set up yeah. you know i've seen it tight i've seen opening bands go long periods of time i mean i've done it i used to do festivals and, yeah and that was the thing a festival's but, different though yeah but festivals suck in the sense that if they're not paced right, you're too drunk at the end of the day. There's <laughs> yeah. all that problem, you know. Like I've done that more than once. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, I, I've got. I go for Maiden. I would love to see a little bit of a, uh, you know, if you got the right band in there, a couple of tracks would be all right. But even then, it'd just be like all right. You, you remember the? Uh, but if it's a band you love, you'd feel different. 
Yeah. If I picked a band that you loved and threw them up in front of Maiden as the yeah. opening band, yeah. you'd be super pumped for it. Yeah. Well, my, my tastes in like metal are relatively limited. Yeah. So, you know, there, it would be a small window there. I don't know. I, I still think that I just really like the tight, you know, I, I just go so hard in the concert the whole time. Yeah. At the end, I'm so exhausted. You're mentally exhausted. I'm it's just true. wiped. You yeah. see me after, I'm like, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> I just like, you know, I'm losing my mind the whole time. And then in the lead up, I can't just be sitting there going, da, 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 da. you know, also like I'm just sitting there fidgeting away, yeah. losing my mind. Uh, I don't know. So I look at, but I get it for me. It's, it's the billing is so important that they should give it to, to someone's up and coming. Yeah. It's a big yeah. opportunity. I think they should spread it around a bit more than just, uh, they should. You know. Oh, even, okay. Even if they picked ghost or kill yeah. switch engage That's again, right. I'm like right. ghost had their chance. I don't think they're getting kill switch engage again after that. Yeah. Interview. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't but you? I'm like, even ghost, like ghost got a huge reaction. Yeah. People yeah. love them. I don't want ghost open for me again. No. You had your chance. Had your chance. Go do your headline thing. But you can, can headline your own shows now. Yeah. And I, that can be, could be four, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Remember, remember Henry Rollins' bit where he talked about oh, yeah. like, the Maiden fan? Yeah. And when someone's up there, they're like, they're just like, Maiden. Yeah. It's like, it's like it, every second that you're, that yeah. you're up there is a second that I'm not seeing Iron Maiden. <laughs> I'm not seeing yeah. Iron Maiden. And he's like, these idiots, <laughs> he's just ripping us, right? He's like, these idiots think that the reason the Maiden's on you is because of you. Yeah. <laughs> I he's know. Just like, but he's so bang on because I, I like people like, Maiden, like, you know, why isn't Maiden on yet? I know. I feel like that. <laughs> That's yeah, you me. are kind of like that. I am that guy. Anyway, I wish there was a different band. Yeah, I tried to like Raven Age. It doesn't do for me. They're a good yeah. band. They're a tight band. Yeah, it's the style of metal I'm not into. Yeah, I'm Kill, not sure exactly. Kill Switch Engage too. The bit that we did listen to, I found it so. Loud. I tried hard to get into them yeah. too because I read so much so good about them. But before yeah. we were going, the weeks leading up to the concert, I had a playlist of five Kill Switch Engage songs. I went on yeah. Setlist FM and figured out what they play before they. Maiden shows. Yeah, I listened to those songs, and other than the cover of "Holy Diver," yeah, I just couldn't get. Good. I couldn't get into any of the songs. I yeah. just couldn't. It doesn't do it for me, yeah, and that's all I can do. For me, I don't even care. I'm just like Doctor Doctor. I just got to have my two fresh oh, yeah. beers. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not the guy to be talking yeah. to about this really. But yeah. yeah, now I I think the billing deserves better than nepotism. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of people I could imagine. Yeah. And I have no problem with them getting their shot to open for Maiden, but like yeah. I don't know, the tickets aren't cheap. Nope, they're, they're not cheap. Yeah. So when you're paying that price, yeah. you know how much of that you know would be better if you were getting a, a two for the price of one. Yeah, if you had yeah. a huge band like oh, I don't know, like if Alice Cooper, like that would be awesome. Well. You know, yeah, I would be in on that. Uh, something else I wanted to mention. Here's something that happened online. I don't didn't see anyone discussing it anywhere. Yeah. Um, so Nico McBrain uh, fractured his arm. If you go on his wife's Instagram, so Nico's wife's Instagram, she posts pictures and videos of the two of them, like, hanging out or doing whatever. Um, he There's a picture of, there's a video there, and Nico has his arm in a sling. And someone commented on it and was like, what happened to Nico's arm or whatever? And she said, it's only temporary, heard it on a ladder. And then further down, she commented and said, a fracture, he fell off a ladder. So Nico fell off. A ladder and fractured his arm and he had to cancel this like drumming clinic that he had what's or he doing on the ladder i know but i'm like geez he's like don't let him on the ladder i know but anyway hopefully he'll be what does he need fine. a ladder for anyway <laughs> six foot eight oh, yeah i don't know what he was doing but just extend your arm so nico fractured his arm but apparently it's not very serious and he's gonna be fine but uh i don't know about this I know. And I can't believe no one was talking about this. This is like huge... Uh, huge news. You panic. heard it here. Yeah. A talking maiden. Wow. Yeah. The inside scoop. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm we'll reminded from the comments in Nico's. Yeah, it's like, here's we some maiden... all the wives. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I. It's funny you say that because I follow uh, Adrian's wife on Instagram. Right, Natalie. Yeah. 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 She has some really cool stuff on she her does. Instagram. Backstage stuff with uh, Adrian. Yeah, yeah, she does. Pretty cool. She shows them like warming up. That's why I. Follow and one her. other thing I wanted to get into. Yeah. We got an email from this week. It was like a few days ago from a guy named Brian who's mm-hmm. from Limerick, Ireland, who's a listener. And he told us that there's a guy named Monkey O'Keefe who is from Ireland and he auditioned to replace Bruce Dickinson. Remember we were trying to come up with the, all the people that auditioned and, yeah. as the finalists for Bruce Dickinson? Yeah. So I did some research online. His name is Jer O'Keefe. His, yeah. They call him Monkey O'Keefe. So, and I found on irishmetalarchive.com there's a quote that says, Monkey also auditioned for Bruce Dickinson's spot in Iron Maiden back in the day. He was brought over a few times with the auditions being held on Steve Harris's estate on a full stage setup with the band hammering away. Monkey made quite an impression and even made it to the short list. But as we all know, Blaze Bailey, being quintessential English, got the gig. Wow. So this is from irishmetalarchive.com. And then I kept uh, researching even more. And he had this band called Sun King. Uh, it was Jer O'Keefe on vocals, Owen Leahy on guitars, Pascal Lutz on bass, and Connor O'Brien on drums. And they had one EP out in 2000 called Fire on the Hill. And I found the album online, and on the site where it's posted, it says, Thanks a million to Owen Leahy, who's the guitar player. It says, Thanks a million to Owen Leahy for getting in touch and letting us feature this great EP, also giving permission to allow it to be downloaded. Yeah. So he basically told them it was okay to put these mp3s up of the ep to, for people to download for free so it says the only official release from this cork-based classic rock metal band released in early 2000 still remains unreleased pure shame as this ep is quite simply brilliant so this is the singer jer monkey o'keefe who auditioned apparently according to these sources he was one of the finalists to audition for the blaze bailey the position that blaze bailey yeah. got replacing bruce dickinson <laughs> Sun King. So he has some serious pipes yeah, on him. I mean, this, yeah. He can hit the high notes. He has that gravelly, like, no prayer era Bruce thing down, too. And there's some weird vocal effects in there, too. Definitely. But his vote, yeah, he has a pretty big range. If anything, it goes by. He, he's a bit of a, you know, he's, he's, he's in the ilk of Bruce, so it's like that's, you know, they wanted to step away, so I guess that's. The, yeah, I guess they went in a different yeah, direction. Yeah. But they, I mean, man, that's awesome. 
The guitar track is awesome. Yeah, I've got another clip here too. Um, these clips are a little longer. I usually try to keep the clips really short, mm. just because, you know, I try to keep them just enough for whatever we're talking about. Yeah. But where this guy put these out for free online for people to download. This is this is your I'm not going to get sued moment. Yeah, They're, these clips are like close to a minute long, so they're yeah. a bit longer than I usually play. Chosen, I'll play. EP was never really went unreleased. I downloaded That's it awesome. just to make the clips to yeah. play so we could hear what this guy sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Monkey O'Keefe. I want to get Man, that album now. Yeah, like well, you can released. go download it for free. He, the guitar yeah. player put it online for free. It's really good. Well, especially that? that song. That one has like a very deep purple in rock kind yeah. of uh, vibe. And like a, also like, like Ian Gillen, but also like a deep, you know, Dreamer Deceiver by Judas yeah, yeah. Priest kind of has that kind of vibe to it. Which I love that album too. When was so that? Wings. When was that recorded? Two thousand. That album. Two thousand. Yeah. Eh. Well, yeah. that's recent. He sounds very much like Bruce, and I think they were like, "We don't want a Bruce clone." He we must have been a lot younger, though. Eh. I don't know. I don't yeah. know much. I couldn't find very much about him. I basically spent a long time trying to find information on him, and I pretty much told you everything I could find. That's crazy. He's crazy yeah. talented. So the top five. I'm floored because I like the fact that they that that never got released. That's insane. Yeah, it's a really good album yeah. or EP. So Blaze Bailey got the job. Remember we said Steve Grimmett was in that band Grim Reaper. He was one of the finalists. Dougie White, who was in Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Yeah. Then this guy, Jer Monkey O'Keefe. Yeah. And Russ North from Cloven Hoof. Yeah. So those are the five that I have kind of confirmed. That were as close to... To yeah. being the finalists for replacing Bruce. Okay. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other rumored ones, which I haven't found anything like... I got a list here of other people that I've seen online mentioned. Yeah. But I, don't, I haven't found anything like any credible sources so I'm gonna Nesbitt, wait Nesbitt Holmes is on the case yeah. step back don't worry yeah. we will find out who is where and what hotels they yeah. stayed at when they were yeah. oh my god so this guy Brian from Limerick Ireland yeah who emailed out. me this that was pretty cool because yeah. I was we were wondering about this and then we had another episode where we found another person and we've been yeah. gradually uncovering these people that auditioned for the Bruce Dickinson job yeah and these this is a band from Cork now I haven't spent a lot of time in Limerick. Limerick's a lovely little town. I haven't been spent much time there. Um, not a little town really, but I'm in by my global centers. But Ireland's, you know, features good sport. But um, Cork is one of my favorite spots. Oh yeah, Republic of Cork. Yeah, down the south, it's awesome. Some great breweries there. Beamish is made in Cork. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, favorite places in Ireland. I really yep. love it. There's a great great music scene there. But uh, not, no, a apparently. Huge, not, a, not a huge metal scene, but there is, I guess there is. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't plugged into it when I was there. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I spent a lot of time at Cork. I love it. 
Yeah, so that's cool. I love getting these emails out of the blue of people with like yeah, cool that's, stuff. That's deadly. I saw that come through. That was awesome. I didn't know you went off and found yeah. this guy. So all these little uh, details about the story yeah. of Maiden. Sometimes there's these blank spots, and then we'll get an email out of the blue, and they'll fill in a little spot, I, which is kind of cool. When are you going to write your book on Maiden? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you should. Yeah, maybe. That'd be yeah. fun. It'll be uh, the Talking Maiden podcast with the transcript. <laughs> yeah. We'll just get some, I'll pay someone to sit oh. down and like transcribe all of these episodes. Transcribe it all. In, <laughs> in, in a 10,000 yeah. page. Mail it out in scrolls. <laughs> yeah. In scrolls. I only, only do scroll form. Well, yeah. that's it. The next album we're doing is Book of Souls. Yeah, Book of Souls. I can't wait. Yeah. So. Yeah. Been listening to the vinyl a lot. Fun one to dig into. Yeah. I love that album. I'll be honest. This is my, when I, when I, you know, listen to this to pieces. Yeah. But um, my vinyl is not as used as I would have liked, and I've really put a lot of mileage on that last while. Oh, yeah. Prepping for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of flipping. Yeah. Well, like I said, when we started doing this podcast, I have my shelf of like Iron Maiden books, and I have all my Maiden vinyl, and you have all this Maiden stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really pick up the books and look through them. You read them once, and you put them up on the shelf. And then you buy another one. You read that, you put it up on the shelf. And they listen to the vinyls every now and then. Mm. But with this podcast what is cool is like every time we pick uh like we're gonna do number of the beast in a few weeks yeah and then when we get to start doing that i'll be, go to every single one of those books and go read the part about the number of the beast yeah and so you're really i don't know it's like i'm making use of all this maiden stuff that i've accumulated yeah that's right <laughs> putting it to good use which is cool well that's yeah. awesome but then there's albums too that you kind of ignore and yeah. you do an episode on it and you listen to it to pieces yeah there you go well that was Final Frontier for me yeah right? I mean I, I I had listened to it a little bit digitally and yeah. then I bought the live disc and the vinyl yeah and then I played my like now it's one of my favorites yeah well when we do No Prayer I have a feeling that's going to happen with me yeah. because that's kind of an album that I don't listen to very much yeah. I would say I've listened to every single Iron Maiden album more than I've listened to that Iron yeah. Maiden album every time you do one like you know Dance of Death X Factor, they improve in your in my mind. Like when I do them, like, yeah. you know, the ones that I don't like. But you know, like I'm still not listening to X Factor load now. Oh and no, I not really. To it. I listened to it four four days ago. I don't know. At work, I had it on. I listened repeat. to it last week, and you know, I've been doing a little bit more Blaze listening. You sent yep. through the playlist. I've been yep. I listened to it twice already, and <laughs> it's a struggle. But uh, struggle for that Blaze playlist. Yeah, really, I picked nine songs, and they're all like ten out of ten for me. <sighs> We'll get into that another okay. time. Some of it's good. The I don't know. Like I find it's it's surprisingly heavy. Um, he's you know. I find the Blaze solo stuff is better than the Blaze Maiden stuff. Yeah. Blaze's Blaze's vocals really stand it a lot more than. I think that these Blaze solo songs yeah. that I put, I picked from like Tenth Dimension, yeah. Silicon Messiah, and the from the new trilogy. Yeah. And I think there's one there from another album too. I can't remember what the tracks exactly I put on it for you. Yeah. But if you listen to that's a good like selection from some of the yeah. solo albums. If you they're like the way you felt about the X Factor, the more attention you pay to it and yeah. the more of a chance you give it, the better they are. Like that's some of my better some yeah. of my favorite Blaze stuff, including the Maiden stuff, is the solo stuff. Yeah. Anyway. We'll get into that in a future episode. Yeah, down the road. I'll yeah. keep listening. I'll keep yeah. it open mind. But to to some of my point is like some of them click, but none of them like Final Frontier. Still, oh, no. uh, still okay. one of my favorite albums now. Yeah, yeah, and and out of out of this podcast, out of yeah. it because you know it would have been, you know, you always got your five or six maiden albums that you play the most. Yeah, and that was not one of them, and now it is. Yeah, so that's a big change. 
Yeah, the rest of them I love listening to. But okay, so Book of Souls up next. Yep. Oh, it's perfect. I can't wait to do it. Okay, TalkingMaiden.com. If you have an email, get us there. Yeah. You know, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. You don't need to rate anything. Just We've click. been getting some great emails. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. The emails have really picked up, haven't they? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And the tour stuff, that'll... Yeah. Yeah, only nine months to go. Only... <laughs> I'm like, geez, we just... <laughs> I'm still paying off the last one. <laughs> we just got back. I mean, Hangover is just subsided. So, <laughs> anyway. Until next time. Up the irons and down the hops. Yeah.